0: They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White.
1: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today on Power Your Life. And I'm Joanne White, and it's always a pleasure to be here and to introduce and share wonderful information with, with guests that are here to help us really power our lives. And oftentimes, many people go through challenges, whether it's They share them or they don't, and some of those challenges involve domestic and sexual abuse, and oftentimes the people who go through those may be silent or not be able to share their story, or there's a a lot of emotions that get associated with that as well. So today I have a very special guest, and her name is Sherry Jenga, and she's going to talk about how to Overcome Dark Times So That she, You and Others Out There Can Find Hope and Strength Through and After Any Kind of Trauma. And Sher- Sherry is an author and an entrepreneur and she believes that everything happens for a reason. She wrote this wonderful book, The Shattered Oak, which offers reassurance to others that they're not alone in their situation and that there are resources available to them. Her main character, Barbara, finds peace and serenity, just like Sherry, in nature and also an understanding of how to respect herself by discovering her own clever spirit along the way and unearthing true inner peace. When Cherry was writing The Shattered Oak, she really was able to empathize and experience her, the main character, Barbara's emotional pain, that gave her the ability to map out her own path for a positive life. This led Sherry to – Sherry has so many things that she's been involved with, too. She inspires young entrepreneurs with skills and resources to invent and develop new products in the past, and it led her to the Connecticut Manufacturing Resource Center program that helps small and mid-sized businesses in development and securing manufacturers, manufacturers for their products. Sherry is an entrepreneur as well as someone who has the compassion and the ability to share a story that touches us in such a way that it helps us heal. Welcome, Sherry Jenga. How are you?
2: Oh, thank you, um, Dr. Joanne White, and thank you for having me on your show today. It's been fe- it's well, a pleasure. My-
1: it, actually, it's my pleasure, too. Thank you. So, you know, I have this book right here in my hands. I'm looking at it right now. It's a great cover, and it's a really very powerful book. And I guess it's important for our listeners, Sherry, to, to understand why you wrote this book in the first place.
2: Um, sure. Um, you know, growing up in a house full of domestic abuse, and suicide and watching, you know, my mother try to commit suicide three times. Um, and then, you know, she went into an institution, and then she also had a um, a mental illness, which was the illness was the cause of all her depression and everything that she went through. Um, ever since I've been, my mother got diagnosed when I was like 15 years old, so when I was about 18 years old, I always knew this was a very powerful story. Um, it was just a matter of when or how it was going to be told. I didn't, you know, me and my husband used to joke around about, oh, it should be a movie or turn into a book because my mother's life was definitely not like um, most any. Uh, just because of her dysfunction in her childhood and then rolling into her marriage And all the experiences, as you read through the book, that she had to conquer and um, go through and, you know, meeting those challenges and coming ahead of all those challenges, I just always knew the story just needed to be heard or or talked about to help others, you know, others heal. Um, So many people go through depression, um, and it's not, you know, they might, you know, the doctor might prescribe a, a depression pill, But it's not always the case. You know, there could be an underlying disease that you could have to go along with all these symptoms that you have. So, you know, that's a lot of what the book's about. You know, um, my mother's doctor wrote a really good quote um, talking about this, that, you know, as physicians, you're not always, you know, it's not always the obvious what is wrong you know um, that they always got to learn and unlearn and relearn all new things because certain symptoms, you know, whether it be headache or depression, everybody has a little bit of that in them, and it happens. And it could be a totally different disease, and it might not be just your depression.
1: You know, it's it's so true, and oftentimes many people who are going through depression or or having some turmoil in their lives are not always sharing. Even with their doctors, they may not be as open. So, so it's difficult. And there are so many medications, and I know many people who have been on different medications, and some work, and some don't. And it, and it, and it's, it's a constant, really, kind of refining it in some way to find what works. Now, you watch this happening in your, in your growing, you know, in the stages of growing up, how is, what's the response from from a child? Like, how did you see your father? How did you see your mother? And were you able to make peace with all of that?
2: That's a really interesting question. I like that question. Um, yeah. So how I see them, each individual, um, it, it is unique because um, I think I adapted in my situation being seven years old and you know, watching my father at that time be a monster and really beat up my mother, I was definitely fearful of him as a younger child. Um, but I also loved him, crazy, you know, loved him deeply because he maybe screamed at my mother and took out the abuse on my mother, and he was definitely verbally yelling at us kids, you know, and not always in the best of moods, but he didn't take his physical anger out on us children. So even though, as a child, you don't realize that it's not right anyway, that, you know, you're just kind of like brought up in that environment, and you don't even think much of it. You don't, I never thought like, is this normal? Is it not normal? You just kind of go through the motions, and you learn to adapt, and I think I was a very quiet, shy child, probably, because of all that. Um you know, in in school, I was definitely, definitely shy, and I I think probably that has a lot to do with it, because maybe your home life isn't the best of stance, so you become shy, um, but I really, my father, even though he was, God, verbally, and, uh, and very abusive to my mother, he has a very smart, intelligent, um, and guidance side of him, which I definitely appreciated as a More as an older adult, you know, later in my teenage years, um, where I don't think it's right what he did to my mother, and it'll never be right what he did to my mother, and he will pay for whatever he did to my mother. Um, But as a child, I understood him, which sounds so strange, but I really do, because he had such a dysfunctional childhood himself. Um, He grew up really poor. He didn't get any love in his own home, not that that's an excuse um but you know you know they didn't have heat, they didn't have water, you know, running water in their home. He grew up very, very hard. he had to grow up hard to figure out how to survive as a young child himself, being a, a you know f- from six siblings um so Barry, I know did he, did, yeah
1: did he so was he was he physically abusive with your mom?
2: Oh yes! Oh my gosh, yes! Oh yeah, he he was crazy so, abusive. So um, yeah.
1: so I, I guess when you this is something that kind of takes me by surprise because I guess when you say yeah. that it's that you didn't it was difficult to dis- discern really if that was something that was kind of normal. I mean, I understand the verbal stuff, but when you see somebody being hurt physically, uh, you yeah. know, I'm wondering. What goes on in somebody's head like that Because I don't know that that, that, I was so young
2: I I was so young because they got divorced When I was seven So I think my siblings definitely Have like a better Memory of it all like I definitely remember It I remember all the yelling the screaming and hiding You know we'd hide upstairs When a lot of the abuse went on
1: It's scary to see To to see that
2: Yeah I was definitely frightful and I think I think it definitely has a play in my part in my life now. Like, I'm still, like, very shocked, easy. I'm fearful. I think, you know, like, I think there's definitely a repercussions that you don't – I might not realize as an adult because of all this. Um, but, uh, you know, I was definitely young, so um, I don't know. And in school, nobody talks about it. I mean, my mom would go to school with a black eye and stuff, and, you know, people – no one ever really did much back then because it was the 70s. Um, You know, That's teachers true. didn't get involved. Right. You know, right. your neighbors didn't get involved. The police didn't even get involved. Like when the police came, they would. Own, my poor mother would only be saved for the night, and then, you know, they would stay at the end of the driveway for 24 hours, but then they would have to leave. So they never, you know, there wasn't arrest back then. There was no laws protecting a mother with domestic abuse with four children, you know. No, right, I totally.
1: Know, I, I I totally agree. So I have a question. You wrote mm-hmm. this book, and like I said, it's a it's a great book, The Shattered Oak. Why did you choose to make it fictional? Was that to protect your mother? Was that to protect your family? Or uh, I, I'm just trying to get in that. Or was I that definitely to help was, you?
2: Um, to protect my family mostly. Um, because you know. We're a very private family, as you know. We, I think a lot of families are private. You know, we're um, it's we're you know we were never an open book about our life, and I don't think I ever normally was until I just got this opportunity to write the book. It actually shocks myself on how open I was in the book about a lot of things. Um, but you know, and then I I I just think the metaphors of the tree. Um, It just came to me. My mother was such, like, that's how she found peace later in life. Like, she loved to be outdoors. She was a hard worker. She loved working in the yard. Um, And I just saw this dead tree in my yard and all these other trees alive um, around it, and they were all vibrant and breathing. And then there was this lonely tree that just looked so broken and detached, and I was like, Oh, that's just like my mother, her feelings. She's so detached. You know, it was once vibrant. It was much alive. And then as each leaf started to die and each branch are breaking, it's just like my mother, you know, her bones inside of her body. She started out with, you know, the domestic abuse. And, you know, that's how, you know, I just connected this tree throughout the story of how she felt because I just, I don't know, it made it for me powerful that you can interlate this tree with her feelings because she was, as, you know, as a tree was dying from the inside out, so wasn't she. She was suffocating. She was suffocating from her her childhood. She had a very tough, tough, tough childhood, and then, you know, suffocating into a marriage. And mental illness, nervous breakdown and divorce and trying to take care of the children, you know. So this tree just So oh, in I don't terms know of mental
1: me. illness In terms of mental huh? illness Yeah. How was that was that how and when was that diagnosed in your mom? Was that later on or or, or?
2: Yeah, it took a while. It really did. Um so I definitely as a child noticed like her kind of slipping But I think as a child, you don't know how to help. I was only like, I probably saw her slipping around 11. Um, You know, you know that she's getting disconnected and she's crying a lot. Um, You know, there's symptoms that were there. But, you know, you just, as a child, you keep going to school. You might play with your friends outside. Um, and so then, in terms okay, of the
1: medical community, because they they're the one fam, families don't really diagnose that, and kids certainly don't. But you know, why was it so late for the doctors to to make that diagnosis? Because perhaps she could have gotten, you know, some help sooner.
2: Um, so my mom was a medical miracle, actually. So. Um, Back in the 80s, (laughs) um, this disease that she had was not even open. Like um, It was a brand-new disease, just like cancer when they're trying to discover new cancers. So if it wasn't for a wonderful nurse in the institution who just happened to read an article literally two weeks before, and it was like Mm -hmm. a medical article talking about things – um, because what my mother has The signs and symptoms There's like 10 symptoms But they're so common symptoms That it's hard to A lot of people wouldn't think it's a disease Because it's all different symptoms That we all could just have But you put them all together into this potion And then now it could be a disease So her disease was rare And they. she became a medical um, She ended up going to a special hospital When they diagnosed her in Maryland, um, and she became unfortunately kind of like a guinea pig and got pricked and probed and they had to figure out what do I do with this disease and how do we cure this disease um, so it was very late on, and she just really honestly got blessed that a nurse happened to read this article about an upcoming disease that this doctor found out about and so they were doing research, so all her medical all her things that they um, did to her was all paid for by medical researchers and they made a medical movie out of her actually um, they they did a movie on her surgery um, because it was all new and now 30 years later it's a very common disease um, and they know now, so the much Now the movie that they it.
1: did was that just for the medical professionals or was that something the, that your family medical, was able to yep.
2: Nope, just for the medical professionals. I never got to see it. I would love to see it, but, um, it was just really? for the research all for research, and she literally I wonder know, if a-
1: now, years later when we we are able to have access, but I guess you have to be the person but able to have access to our own records or whatever if if they would share that with the family. I don't know. I
2: think sister maybe asked a while ago, and they maybe destroyed the disk, because, like, you know how, like, systems get redone, and they put everything on different hard drives and stuff like that? I'm not yeah. sure, um, but I would love to. Yeah, I mean, her whole life was um, – I mean, like I said, it's it's not like most, you know. She had a, a very hard, unimaginable. Um, you know, back then when they think you're crazy, and especially when you go to an institution – they did all kinds of horrific things cuz that's how they thought they could fix you but that's not really her case cuz she literally had a disease so you know you're sometimes you get placed in these situations where you don't belong
1: oh i totally agree and you know i've done volunteer work many years ago in in a mental institution in 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 new york in queens and watching and seeing what's done to the patient, and it, you know, can be very heart wrenching to be sure. Right. So, so I totally get it. Now, in the book, again, Barbara, who's the protagonist, finally gets the courage to seek a mm-hmm. divorce. How mm-hmm. did that come about?
2: So, um, years pass Unfortunately, you know, she had to put up with all the di- divorce, but. With her, um, in the very end, you know, definitely because the rules started changing and and cops got, you know, the whole outlook was getting much more attention on domestic abuse, so my father would have to pay, start paying for his consequences. Um, But I think what my mother did, and I didn't find out um, until after she passed, um, actually the day of her funeral, Mm. um, which is ironic because I wrote in the book, because that's how I got over my own I had my own thoughts of suicide when I was a teenager Just from everything that I went through And how I plugged through was to journal And, you know, use your pen And write down all your fears, your regrets, and your thoughts And throw them in the trash can And, you know, you cry and you become your own therapist And thank goodness, you know, I got over my own struggles by doing that Um, So when my mother, um, she did the same thing Um, near the end of her divorce she journaled a lot and you know she would say like I read her papers afterwards and it was just so intense and I cried like a baby because she talked about picking up her pen and it was her only friend in the night and um, I'm going to cry probably talking about it and um, and that you know how it helped her so
1: oh my god do you have you know it sounds like some of what she wrote at the end when she was really getting the support and journaling or whatever, that in itself. I mean, do you have access to her journals that that could be yeah, publicized? Yeah, so that's what
2: I got the day of her. Yeah, I would never publicize, you know, put them out there, but I do have them. Um, I got, you know, my, my family members gave me the journals. Um, so they're very special, especially because in the book. I wrote a lot about journaling and how it's, you know, your black Bible and you can write your scriptures and only for God to listen to and for you to help yourself, and it's so true. Like, I do believe there's so many people, like, way back when, my mother didn't have money for a therapist because she's married. You know, your father, you know, your husband's not giving you money. So, you know, for those who don't have insurance um, and can't get the outreach of a therapist or feel embarrassed or don't want to go to a therapist, I know for me, And for my mother, it definitely helped Um, because it helps you find that path that you need to be on. It keeps you more stable because you write it out, and then you think about it, and then you can write things to, you know, get it out of your system. And once you find that strength, you know, to move forward, it gives you your independence, right? And once you have your independence, it gets you can release all your regrets, all your fears, and you become strong in your strengths so independence you know becomes this huge statue you know that we all need to learn you know anybody struggling from anything, you know whether it be health, um, suicide, depression, mental illness, if you can find your independence, you know power through all these different things by whatever you need to do, um journaling or you know whether it be exercise, and you get this independence, you can now you can look back and you can go forward. You can look back and say, okay, I did this, I conquered it, and I got my strength, I got my courage, and now you know, you're know you a survivor and you can, you can now move forward.
1: You know, it's about accessing, you call it independence, personal power, that, that, which is just, uh, like independence. It's this incredible sense of, of freedom. It's interesting mm-hmm. because after my mother passed, I found a journal about how and I saw in her journal how she loved to write. I never knew that mm-hmm. <laughs> until, you know, until I read her journal. So I think like you said, a journal is a way to put down our fears, our desires, our dreams, what we're going through, and it also helps us to be able to process the information and like you said, like gives us the strength and the ability to go on. And it's, you know, it's not something that has to be shared with anybody. It's it's like talking to yourself or you said talking to God that that helps create that strength and that sense of, of personal power of independence that you talk about. So I think it, it's so very important. What do you want people to do? And my mother had a lot from,
2: of faith too. Yep, go ahead. I'm sorry, I what do you call, want?
1: I... No worries. What do you want people to get from the shattered oak? Um,
2: mostly I wanted them to get to know that you're not alone. Um, I did write it from the victim's perspective, um, which um, I've gotten a lot of feedback that a lot of people appreciate um, because they could relate. Um, they could either relate because they felt that themselves, like all what goes on in your mind when you're you know depressed or suicidal you know your thoughts are always jumbled they're mixed up they're confused they're not always they're blurred upside down um so you're not always in a place where everybody can understand because um, they might not be in that place at that point in time um so for me writing it because i have been in that place was easy because i knew what it was like to be in that place so i just Unfortunately, put myself back into that character, and I and I wrote that way, um, and you know, so I just want them to know they're not alone because there's so many people that can relate. It could be their mother, their father, their sister, their brother, going through you know, divorce, suicide, domestic abuse. It touches so many aspects of real life. It's not. It's just you know, it's very relatable. So because A- you can it's relate. And it's powerful
1: because. Because people can actually, like you said, if they're depending upon their personal experience, if they're the victim or a family member or a friend or a, a child- you know somebody that's witnessing it that 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 may be experiencing it from a different vantage point, it still affects them and still allows them to to experience what Again, the protagonist, Barbara What anybody who's going through this Is is experiencing And that's what makes it So, you know, so very, very powerful What did you learn Thanks. From writing the book? Um, I definitely
2: learned um, I learned to definitely, you know, be grateful um, And to have a, a, I always try to stay positive um, Stay around positive people Because of all this My mother, you know I appreciate everything her journey that she's been through um and I just you know enjoying the courage and watching this um I just mapped out my own life just to try to you know look at life in a different way and just be grateful we you know not everything's perfect in anybody's life, but you know even when I have a bad day myself or you don't feel like going to work or you don't you know. I just try to think of something. Well, you know, what can we? What what's good about today? What's grateful about today? So, you know, because of my mom's journey, um, I just I just learned to adapt and and be grateful. I guess is my most um, important thing.
1: Now and and I think that's beautiful to come away from this with with a sense of gratitude and not anger and 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 you know and to me gratitude is a, is a, is the healing phase of it all too. Now what about your dad? I mean basically from all of this did he ever apologize? Did he ever come to peace with his role in obviously not in her mental illness? But in what he was doing, with did he come to peace with that with the family or, or what?
2: No. Unfortunately, my father has a, you know, I think when you're an alcoholic, he's a major alcoholic. Um, and he's still an alcoholic to this day. Um, I don't think you own up to your ownership. He never owned up. He always said, "I, you know, I didn't do that," or you know, or well, he didn't. Have, I never asked him the question about like, "Oh, do you remember?" We never talked about, "Oh, do you remember when you did this to mom?" But he would never take ownership. He wouldn't take ownership when he was doing it, and he doesn't take ownership with it now. Um, if anything, did he, he read your jokes? About- <clears throat> oh my gosh, no, no, no. He would not be happy with me, or he. So does he I even mean, know
1: he- that? No, he's so he's
2: so out of touch of life. Um, I hate to say this, but he is. Um, You know, he's still an alcoholic, and he kind of he's not on social media. He's not in, in, you know, in 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 all these things. And my siblings promised. You know, they said they would never let Dad know. So um, it's something he doesn't need to know. Unfortunately, I wouldn't want him to know. I don't want him to know that his daughter deceived him because I kind of did by writing the book. Um, well, but it's but fiction,
1: like... so, so huh? it, you know it doesn't. I said, but it's fiction, the book, so maybe he wouldn't take it that way. But I totally get it. You know, I totally understand the the reasoning behind it from from, from no, you. No, it's
2: know, mostly from true. It's based on a true story. I mean, there's all all of it's practically true. I mean, all of it's true. It's just the oak tree and. And then I have, like, one or two other, you know, her, her strength, how she gets it from the, you know, the picture in the therapist's room, you know, the castle right. in the sky. But the whole story itself is, is pretty, you know, is is definitely the true, true true story.
1: And it's really, you know, very important that people see what happens to somebody that's going through all of this including mental illness and the depression because i don't know what the statistics are but mental illness and depression are affecting so many many people in the united states and globally and oftentimes like your mom that they're not diagnosed maybe they don't go to doctors maybe they don't they don't think it's It's a real problem or people around them don't see the signs or they don't even see the signs. So putting a book out like this that helps people see what's going on in someone's life that that has depression and has mental illness and is dealing with domestic abuse is very important because then people could say, well, you know, maybe we need to check out our mom or what she's going through or maybe this is me and maybe – So I think it's important because I think, again, oftentimes these topics have been, like you talked about early on with with what your mom and your dad were going through, that these topics were so misunderstood and not talked about and not analyzed in any way so that people just didn't know. And now we're waking up, and as we're waking up, we're seeing so many people who are affected by it. And I'm not just talking about the parents, because you you and your siblings had to experience what was going on, and it's scary and it's confusing. And, you know, I commend you for writing this book because I'm sure it was a healing aspect for you as well. What did your siblings think of the book? I mean, what was their response to it? We're almost out of time.
2: Um, So um, they were... One, two of them haven't finished it yet because they're, they're you know need their own time to process everything. Um, but my one of my sisters did finish it, and she was just, she said I did my mother justice. You know, she's like mom would have really liked this, and she would have been proud of you. So that made me feel good because I I wasn't sure if I was doing her justice or not.
1: Well, I think that's wonderful that. By writing her
2: because she's such a private person, you know, so I was a little unsure well, about like,
1: this- everything. you wrote this but you wrote this story not to you know one to to really I think and and I could be wrong but to really help other people even though it's 100%. a sensitive topic and it was your mom's story your goal was mm-hmm. to help other people and to shine a light on on this so i think I would think that your mother would be proud like you like your sister said and like you're believing and I think it's true to see that her story what she went through through the eyes of her daughter can help and is helping so many others in a way it's a tribute to your mom.
2: Thank you. Yeah. yeah I got to tell her. Um, Because she was ill So I got to tell her I was almost done writing it And I told her about the book And I did get her permission Like I said You know Can I write this book About your whole life And I told her about You know How I intertwined With the tree And she gave me Her permission And I was waiting till I had the whole You know The book in hard copy To read it to her And literally The day it was going to press She passed away So I was going to read it to her In two days but I never got the opportunity to read it to her So I do appreciate you saying that That it's a tribute Because that's really what I was hoping it did
1: I, I really think You know, I've read it And I really think it is And I think she, she mm. would be very proud And she probably is very proud Looking on to this So I think it's important You and I can talk and about this And she would want to today. help everybody Hmm? Yes, yes. And and in a way that she, in a way by you writing this, she is.
2: Yeah. Yeah, cuz so there that's... are so many people who feel like her. I mean, and they feel so alone like she was. She was, you know, she didn't have help from her family or friends. So she was really alone and she had to figure this out all by herself. And I'm sure there's thousands of people in the world right now as listeners that are alone. So you know if i could if barbara could reach one of these people who are alone to not act on the you know act on suicide like her she did try three times but if you're reading the book you know and realize you know it's not the act of suicide you just got to get through that bad day to the next day and you know how she did in the end she was um healed so you know if she could do anything to help you know, whether it be the mental illness or domestic violence is so strong and how she went through it, and, you know, how now there's, you know, she talks about how there's resources available, so please get help. So, you know, I think she could touch a lot of lives and help a lot of people. um,
1: And I totally agree. So I'm sorry to cut you off because we're running out of time. I I I totally agree. No, I totally agree. And, again, I think that she is helping other people through this book because it, it is, like you said, it's her story and it's a true story. And so that lives on. And, and again, like I said, it's a tribute. I, I, I truly believe that. So tell our listeners, Sherry, uh-huh. Jenga, how they could get a hold of you, how they could get this book, The Shattered Oak. Overcoming domestic abuse and mental illness and and more.
2: Oh sure. So I do have a website um, www.theshatteredoak.com. Um, on there you will you can there's different things you can hit. There's like a button for excerpt and it does have the first chapter of the book if you like to take a look at it. Um, you can order it right from that website and then there's you know blogs and you know other things that, articles that are on there. Um, you could also buy the book at Barnes & Noble. Um, just Google it, and, you know, you can order it right online. There's a couple stores who carry it, but or you can go to any Barnes & Noble and just order it right from the Barnes & Noble. Um, it's on Amazon. You're, you know, you can order it from Amazon. Or it's also on safegoodspublishing.com. It's um, my uh, publisher's website, safegoods. Um, and they can order it from there, too. And on that, web, on that website, there's a bunch of wellness books on that website, too.
1: Wonderful. Sherry, thank you so much for the powerful okay. story and for what you're doing you. to change lives. I totally appreciate that.
2: Thank you so much, and, you know, thank you for having me on the show. And, um, you know, God bless to all the listeners. And get help if you need Thanks. help. There's plenty of resources.
1: Yes, and that's so important to let people know. So thanks again. Have a beautiful day. You Think about what Sherry said. Sorry, we're running out of time. What Sherry said, because this book and what Sherry's mother went through and what Barbara, the, the main character, is going through is really so important for people to pay attention to, not just the people that are going through it, but their families and friends so that they can also help the person that's that's going through it and also what Sherry said is important there are resources. So, and I love her statement. You're not alone. It's important to know that you're not alone and that you can get the help that you you need and you can feel good about it too. So, make sure you're taking care of yourself on all levels and thank you so much for joining us. If you want to get a hold of me, you can go to I'll give you the short version docwhite.org and find out more about upcoming shows and other stuff that I do and coaching and see how we can help you have a beautiful day. And thanks for joining us on the power, your life.
0: You've been listening to the power, your life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit docwhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us, and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come.